0: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome in everybody to the Locked On Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. We are free and available on all major platforms, including YouTube. You guys have kind of been lighting YouTube up, man. I love it. I didn't <laughs> wait to you know, kind of get into, into that uh, shortly. But I'm Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. I'm always followed and joined by my co-host, the greatest co-host in the world, Cody Davis. But throw up the H. Y'all see that Texan sign back there. That's what we're here for, the Talk Texas. Cody, what we got on today's rundown for the show?
0: Yes, sir. Today is Thursday, which means it is crossover Thursday here on Locked On Texans, and we will be joined by our brother, Mr. Mike DeBate, over at Locked On Patriots as we preview Sunday's matchup against the Houston Texans and the New England Patriots, which is set to take place on Sunday inside NRG Stadium. But John, before we jump into this crossover installment of Locked On Texans, what is going on with the Houston Texans right now?
1: Well, Cody, uh, a bunch of things is going on and I want to encourage <laughs> you guys to make sure that you check out our quick hit for today Please as we do. absolutely as we discuss furthermore about the Anthony Miller trade, our dislikes, and I'm going to be honest, there aren't many likes. But we do we do know that the Texans went ahead and released Anthony Miller Uh, Former second round pick from the Chicago Bears after they traded a fifth rounder for him early in the offseason. Only played in two games for, I think, a total of four catches for 23 yards and one touchdown. Um, On top of that, I do want to mention that as of right now, Josina Anderson tweeted yesterday. So this is per Josina Anderson. This is just some news before we get into the lockdown crossover that the, uh, scheduled, the scheduled disposition in Deshaun Watson's civil cases have been delayed by a week or two while Watson's attorney is now involved in another trial and that there are no new developments in a potential settlement talk as of right now. The NFL trade line is November 2nd, which leads us to Cal McNair being asked on yesterday about any chances whether or not trading Deshaun Watson by the November 2nd NFL trade deadline Uh, will happen. He said we'll just wait and see. It's a day-to-day thing. Nick is in charge of that. We'll see how that works out. And of course, the reason why we had an opportunity, which is kind of funny, we just talked about how we haven't heard from Cal. Uh, They were in the midst of doing charity work, which is something that the Houston Texans, no matter what happens on the field or with their star players off the field, off the field as an organization, Houston has always been about the neighborhood and community. So you know, regardless of how we feel about football aspects, I commend him on continuing uh, that legacy that was left behind by Bob McNair that was started with him and Janice McNair. Also want to get into the injury report. As of yesterday, Danny Amendola came back to practice, but he was limited. Justin Britt, Rex Burkhead, Marcus Cannon, Chris Conley, Brandon Cooks were all do not practice. They did not practice yesterday. A couple of players due to illnesses, uh, hip, back, or non-injury related. But we did get a full practice out of Jimmy Moreland, the DB, and running back Scotty Phillips. And as you guys know, we, we just mentioned Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson did not practice, but it's been the same story. <laughs> not injury related. So we do want to keep you guys too long. We got a fun crossover show. But, Cody, for you, I, I want to ask you, before we do our quick hit for today's show just a quick emotion behind hearing anthony miller will be gone
0: Mm. i mean it was shocking you know (laughs) i mean especially considering how excited everyone including myself and i think i might have been one of if not the most excited especially in the media when you heard what was that the day before training camp started that Anthony Miller has been traded to the Houston Texans, but once again, it's just one of those questionable moves, but, if you want to hear more about the anthony miller trade well the anthony miller release please be sure to go check out our um locked on texans quick Hit, john really quick before moving on to you i do want to revisit the injury report and say that as of right now um chris Conley and brandon cooks those guys i think there was reported as um a non-injury related the reason why they did not participate on yesterday is because both of those guys had a veteran day off yeah, so they're fine.
1: <laughs> It yeah, ain't all right, but you know, for Brandon Cooks, his injury may be his back from carrying all these damn hmm. targets because he's the only one that's able to create separation. And he ain't gotta right worry now. about that
0: no more because the person that's throwing him the ball can't get him the ball. So why go oh out there and create gosh. separation?
1: Oh my gosh, he's the only target. <laughs> that's why his back hurt. But I can't wait to hmm. dive into the New England Patriots on Sunday. You guys may be shocked uh to hear what I have to say once we get out of the show. And so I'm holding our faith, I got hope. How long? I don't know, but this is going to be a very fun show with Mike Debate from the Lockdown Patriots. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot of fun and excitement coming up. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to carry all the parts you need. Why endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Questions like Is your Odyssey an LX or EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand that warehouse happens to carry. You have computer access with rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save money and time when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For an example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. Rock Auto, 216 Go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car, truck, right? Locked on Texans in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car would ever need. Rockauto.com. Welcome back in Locked on Texans and Locked on Patriot listeners, viewers at home. Make sure you subscribe to both Locked on Texans and Locked on Patriots on YouTube. Also, make sure that you make us our your first listen every single day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Mike DiBiase from the Locked On Patriots, man. Welcome in. I cannot wait. You know, Mike, we friends outside of <laughs> the show because you know I'm a Pat's fan, so I can't wait to talk about uh, what's going on with New England, but super excited to talk Texans and talk Patriots with you today.
2: Absolutely. Always my honor and pleasure to join you guys. Thanks so much for doing the crossovers. Uh, We always look forward to these on the Locked On Podcast Network, but uh, there's something special when the Patriots and the Texans hook up. There's so much synergy between these two franchises, a lot of uh, familiarity. So uh, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. It's going to be a fun one.
1: Absolutely. And I kind of want to go ahead and get off right into it, Mike, if you don't mind. We both got rookie quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Yours was just drafted 15th overall. We got ours at 67th overall. We got a lot going on here in Houston. But specifically looking at Mac Jones, how confident is the offense with him right now, the, the, the coaching staff, uh, the, the skill position players? How confident is everybody not named Chris Collinsworth is in uh, <laughs> Mac Jones?
2: Uh, I've got to say at the feeling in and around the locker room, the coaching staff, the fan base, everybody seems to be on the Mac Jones train. And that was really the case. Even before Sunday's game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a lot of fans were very happy with how Mac was being able to run the offense, the poise that he showed the maturity that he showed for all of the arguments. And for all of the predictions that the Patriots were going to change their offense when they got rid of Tom Brady or when Tom Brady left, I should say new England, big difference there folks. Um, that they were going to go to a more up-tempo, they were going to go to a more uh, modern type of NFL offense, they're still running the same type of offense up here in New England, you know, predicated on quick throws, accurate throws, getting the ball where it needs to be, obviously picking up the pre-snap read very quickly and delivering the ball accurately on time where only the receiver can get it. This is Mac Jones' specialty, and that's something that he's done very well up here in running that type of offense. On Sunday, a lot of people looked at Mac as uh, like a coming-of-age type game for him. Uh, I thought, again, he showed a lot of maturity, a lot of poise. Um, he attempted 40 passes that, uh, that night against the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. That eight rushes of his own as well, two touchdown drives. And what was so impressive on these touchdown drives, guys, is he was able to control the tempo. He was able to make most of the opportunities provided to him by the pass protection. When the pass protection broke down, and unfortunately that happened often on Sunday, he was able to buy his own time. He was able to pick up the blitz, get the, uh, rid of the ball on time, and make things happen. So if he continues to show that, he's going to gain more and more fans, not just from a Patriots perspective, but also from a national perspective. And his coaching staff has a lot of faith in him. His teammates have a lot of faith in him. future is pretty bright for Mac Jones right now.
0: Mm. Speaking of Jones, Mike, coming into Sunday's game, it seemed like you guys are going to have a weakened offensive line because if I'm not mistaken, I think two or three of your offensive linemen are placed on the COVID-19 list. How big of a loss is that? And do you think a weakened offensive line is going to at least affect Mac Jones from what we have been able to see through the first what has been four games so far in his career? Right.
2: Yeah, that's definitely a concern, Cody. There's no question about it. Look, bottom line, the New England Patriots right now have not done a great job of protecting Mac Jones. Mac has been under duress. He's been pressured on a lot of his dropbacks. He's been hit an awful lot. He's been sacked an awful lot. Despite all that, he's still been very accurate and still been very confident in his throws. But the more they put him in peril, the worse things can get, and the more chance there is for things to go wrong for Mac. So it's definitely a concern. The left side of that offensive line right now on the COVID-19 list. Like you said, Isaiah Wynn, their left tackle, Michael Wainu, their left guard. These guys are competent and very good offensive linemen. They've had their struggles in 2021 so far, but they're still as capable as any offensive lineman that the Patriots can put out there and really uh, as capable as anyone else that you'll find in the league. The right side also has been a problem. Trent Brown has not really taken many snaps. He could hit in the first, uh, you know. Uh, series against the Miami Dolphins uh, in week one. Been out with a calf injury. He did not participate in practice on Wednesday, so that's a concern. Shaq um, Mason showed up on the uh, the injury list on Wednesday, so you're talking right now only center David Andrews is their fully healthy offensive line, regardless of what you know the, the Patriots try to do offensively against the Texans. They're going to have a difficult time either running or passing if they don't have a competent offensive line to do the blocking. I'm glad
1: you mentioned running. We're going to talk about the Gilmore trade trust, but I look at this team and I look at it in the 20 year span of Bill Belichick. They have, for the most part, been able to be at least decent on the ground. Right now, the Texans are not a good running team, but the Patriots are second to last, with only uh, a little bit under 69 rushing yards per game. How for this, for this team and for the rookie quarterback, we just saw Staley, Coach Staley talk about how important it is to have a good run game earlier today. How, how misfortunate has that been so far through four games?
2: Yeah, it's been a rough go for the runners in, in uh, New England right now. And look, this was a unit that was really supposed to be, John, one of their strongest units on the offense. People came into the season looking at Damian Harris as the feature back. Uh, potentially Sony Michelle as a number two. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, the rookie, maybe getting the luxury of being redshirted. Uh, there was also J.J. Taylor in the mix. Brandon Bolden was in the mix as well. James White being able to catch the ball out of the backfield. So many versatile runners for this uh, New England Patriots team. And everybody thought this was gonna take the pressure off of whoever the quarterback would have been, whether it be Cam Newton or even Mac Jones. It hasn't worked out that way. Damian Harris has really, I think, done the best he can. But again, the blocking on the offensive line has been abysmal. Every single time Damian touched the ball on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he was hammered at the line very quickly couldn't get any traction, couldn't get anything going. Now you look at the fact that Sonny Michel has been traded to the Los Angeles Rams. James White done for the year with a hip subluxation, which you know unfortunately is a very, very difficult blow to this team, because James is not only a very effective runner, but he's also one of the best catchers of the ball out of the backfield in the NFL. So that changes the complexity. Now behind Damian, you're looking at guys like Brandon Bolden, Ramondre Stevenson, and JJ Taylor. Good players. Brandon has done a pretty good job. Ramondre and JJ are still very green. They're having difficulty holding on to the football. And, John, you know this as well as anybody, if you can't protect the football in a Bill Belichick-led team, you can find yourself in what I'm calling double secret probation very, very soon.
1: (laughs) You know, I will say this. Looking at the Texans and looking at the Patriots, there's always the Patriots of the South. The, the connection with Nick Casario, there's always these different storylines. But right now, going into Sunday's matchup, two rookie quarterbacks, both teams are unable to run the ball. Both teams are sitting there 1-3. and three. Both teams have, I think, lacked less of a wide receiver core. There's so much familiarity and kind of a mirror there where a lot of folks may look at the Patriots and say, well, they may have their way with this Texan team. And you know, there's actually, I think, a chance for Houston to maybe pull it out Pentagon, how everything goes offensively, Mike.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, uh, you know, pros and cons to both sides right now. And look, uh, you know, Houston, I know, has had their issues as well coming off of a difficult game on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills, but they're hitting this Patriots team at a time right now where there is some vulnerability on both sides of the ball, not just on the offensive line, which we you know, obviously discussed in depth and will continue to be an issue for them. But outside corner, outside JC Jackson still continues to be a question mark for this team. Jalen Mills has played pretty well, but are they going to be able to withhold that for a number of games moving forward? Uh, there are methods and there are ways to get to this team. So uh, Houston's got as good a shot as anybody on Sunday, especially being at home. Uh, the Patriots have to come in ready for this game from a Pats perspective if they want to be able to try to uh, walk away with a win because Houston's going to be ready for it. Hmm.
0: Mike, really quick before flipping things over and talking about the Houston Texans, although we even though if he was still on the team, he wasn't going to be part of the game on Sunday. Can you just share your thoughts about the Stefan Gilmore trade that took place on yesterday?
2: Yeah, it was surprising uh, without any question. I mean, there were starting to be rumblings throughout Patriots Nation that. Stefan was likely uh, probably entering his final season in New England. It didn't look like there was going to be a contract extension that could be reached. Uh, there was reports that the Patriots were shopping him as late as this coming this past Monday. Uh, that uh, you know this coming week was going to be an interesting week. but I don't think anybody saw the news about either the release or the imminent trade coming as quickly as it did on uh, Wednesday. Bottom line from a logistical perspective, Patriots took a look at this. They figured, well, okay, we're going to be able to at least get some sort of asset back for him, and they were able to trade him to the Carolina Panthers, which really is a great fit for Stephon. He's going into a very talented secondary, a good defense, a team that's on the rise, so he'll be able to contribute and contribute to them right away once he comes off up and is healthy, but for the Patriots perspective, fans up here are upset. How could you just get a sixth-round pick for Stefan Gilmore? How could you let this go on and on and on? what is really what's going on in new england right now and i think a lot of people are upset about it so Bottom line, from a personal perspective, I'm going to miss Stefan. He was really one of the best guys up here to be able to cover. He was always forthcoming, always easygoing with the media, um, and very honest and very upfront uh, and very approachable. Uh, and that is going to be missed. He was a pillar of the community in terms of what he did for charities up here in New England. Uh, just one of the all-around good guys, and Carolina really got a good one. But they're going to miss his presence on the field. That really is where this hurts the Patriots most, having someone like a Stefan Gilmore Really anchor that um, cornerback depth chart and be able to be the solid number one. To J.C. Jackson being the one A would have really made this um, secondary very formidable. Without him in the lineup now, Patriots have some catching up to do. And we'll see what happens eventually. But uh, yeah, it's still it's still a little bit of a uh, of a head scratcher. But I think uh, I think the Patriots made the move that they thought they needed to make. And obviously, if it wasn't going to work out, why prolong the inevitable?
1: But why get a six round? I'm sorry. This is you, the on patron. I'm sorry, guys. I just six round, a six rounder back. That's it for the 2019 defensive player of the year.
2: Yeah. Okay. You, All right. Yeah. It's, it's your, your sentiment, John, believe me, is echoed a lot up here. I happen to agree with it. You look at the return that they're getting on that. Um, at the time that they were able to get it, once news was out there that he was going to be released, you knew the return was not going to be that great. So is this the best that the Patriots could do under those circumstances? Probably. But the problem is is it never should have gotten to this point, and that's what a lot of Patriots fans are upset about. Absolutely.
1: We're back and better than ever. All eyes on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field for another season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all of pro and college football action this season. And I got to tell you, with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline simply continues to be the number one source for everything football. I love using that app. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Super exciting Locked On Texas and and Patriot crossover. And thank you guys for making Locked On Texas and Patriots your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Okay? Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on
2: all platforms. Patriots fans and Texans fans, welcome back and thank you for joining us here on this Locked On Crossover episode. Thank you very much, both Locked On Texans fans and Locked On Patriots fans, for making the Locked On Podcast Network your first listen each and every day. Remember, Locked On Podcast Network, all of our shows, free and available on all platforms. I'm Mike DeBate, host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, and I am... Fortunate to be joined by John Hickman and Cody Davis, hosts of the Locked On Texans podcast and Fellas, in the previous segment, we talked about the Patriots. We talked a little bit about Mac Jones. We talked a little bit about Stephon Gilmore. We talked a little bit about what the Patriots need to do in order to try to remain competitive in their division. But at the same time, the Texans find themselves in similar territory, a 1-3 and record coming off of a pretty difficult loss to the Buffalo Bills in Week 4. Gentlemen, I'll put the question to you, and I'll leave it to you guys, which one wants to answer it. When you look at the Texans right now and you look at their progression under a rookie quarterback like Davis Mills, what do you expect from the Texans in this game coming up on Sunday against the New England Patriots, knowing that that secondary might be a little bit challenged, knowing now that Stephon Gilmore is not walking back through that door anytime soon?
1: Well, Cody, if you don't mind, I'll take it. Uh, I, right now, I'm looking for the Texans to take advantage of opportunities that's given to them. A weakened offensive line for the New England Patriots. They haven't been able to run the ball. So, immediately, don't be the team that allows them to rush for over 100 yards. Don't be that team that allows them to have their – to allow them to have their offensive linemen, excuse me, to have a stout game. Don't be that team. Don't Don't allow them to make an example out of you. And secondly, you know – I'm looking at Lovey Smith, and Lovey Smith as a D.C. for Houston has caused some issues for different style of quarterbacks, whether it be Sam Darnold, the rookie Trevor Lawrence, even Josh Allen had a you know a rough start to the Buffalo Bill game until he was able to wake up and put that 40-piece on our head, right? Mm-hmm. So don't let up on that. Bill Belichick isn't going to let up on your rookie quarterback in Davis Mills, so don't do that. Throw everything that you can at Mac Jones, who came off of a great game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But let's face it. They had to go sign Richard Sherman because that secondary is weak right now. They've lost so many different players, and they needed an extra body with experience. And I think that's why Mac Jones had his best game so far of his young, and I believe a great career. Don't allow that for you guys to be a continuation, okay? Get up in his face, throw different uh, blitz sets at him, make him uncomfortable, move him off his pivot, and create turnovers, which is what we've been doing The entire year so far
2: absolutely i think you make a very very good point and i'm glad you made the point about the secondary problems of the tampa bay buccaneers because that does contribute to a quarterback even a rookie quarterback someone with a lot of promise like mac jones being able to look very efficient if you can take advantage of some of the difficulties that these teams are having don't forget they lost carlton davis in that game as well midway through so there are secondary issues. That's something that the Texans are going to have to be able to do in order to get after Mac. And you know the Patriots need to be very cognizant of that. You also mentioned the run game as well. There's no question about it. Texans right now 28th in the league against the run, allowing 137 yards per game. But this is a team in the New England Patriots that just rushed for negative four yards on Sunday. So it could be the perfect storm for both sides. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see, uh, uh, you know, everything that happens. Cody, I'm going to flip this one over to you now. And when uh, the Texans running game, when you look at it on paper, uh, this was a running game that really had impressed me in terms of what uh, I thought this team was going to be capable of in the season, whether it be Mark Ingram, whether it be David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, uh, a runner that I know very well and covered up here from New England for a couple of years and Rex Burkhead, who's nursing an injury right now, his status still very much in question on Sunday. These guys have the ability to keep opponents on their heels Patriots haven't been exactly as stout as people would have hoped in stopping the run. Do you think, especially with a rookie quarterback like David Smills coming off of a difficult game on Sunday, is this the key for the Texans to try to run the ball at the Patriots and test the middle of that interior of the defensive line?
0: Nope. <laughs> they're going to try, but they're not going to be affected by it. And, look, you, you mentioned, you know, going into this season, we thought that this was going to be a revamp and a better run Run game. I mean, we all thought that, especially with the addition of Philip Lindsay. But Mark Ingram, he has been the best running back that the Houston Texans have had throughout the season. And outside the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and even the game against um the Cleveland Brown as well, he hasn't given this team much. David Johnson has looked matter of fact a little bit worse than we saw last year. And then philip Lindsay has been the biggest disappointment out of those three because we thought because he's the younger back. And plus we knew that this was going to be a team that's going to rely heavy on their run game. We thought this was going to be an opportunity where Phillip Lindsay could come in and revamp his career and actually be a key piece moving forward in the Texans rebuild. And he hasn't done, I'm sorry to say this a damn thing. As a matter of fact, he has been the worst out of the three. So with Davis Mills being in there, it kind of put the Houston Texans offense in a bind because Going up against the Carolina Panthers, we saw them depend a lot on their run game. And after the game, David Cully came out and said that the reason why, well, one of the reasons why that they relied so much on their run game is because Davis Mills was literally thrown into the fire. And they wanted to keep the chain on him. They, they did not want to run their offense as if Tyrod Taylor was out there. They tried to do that against the Buffalo Bills, which I also think was a big mistake because you're looking at one of the best defensive teams in the league. They tried to do that against the Buffalo Bills and heading into halftime, they had a negative 22 in passing. They couldn't rely on their run game because their run game is the only reason why they had a total of four total yardage entering the second half. So this offense is terrible no it doesn't matter if it's davis mills trying to you know connect with one of his targets we don't know what in the hell he's reading and it's it's unfortunate because all three of those running backs at one time or another there were what pro bowl caliber running backs especially philip lindsay who's what two years removed from that honor we don't understand what is going on i mean the offensive line and their run blocking hasn't looked that great But one of those three guys, they have to give the Houston Texans something.
2: Yeah, very, very good point. And in terms of uh, uh, the running game, uh, it's always good to hear – the perspective of the guys that cover the team every day, because the obviously the, the perception from afar is you take a look at the names on this list and you start to say, OK, well, they've got a lot of different guys that can hurt you. They get a lot of different guys that can do a lot. But then you take a look at the productivity. It hasn't exactly been what everyone had hoped. And it's really kind of a mirror image of what the New England Patriots running game has been. A lot of good names, a lot of big time uh, expectation. But really, the output has not been as good as most people would hoped. And, you know, who knows? That may end up being uh, the recipe for a defensive slugfest on Sunday as well. Gentlemen, one more question before we get to some uh, game predictions here, uh, before we close things out here on Locked On Crossover Thursday. Um, Obviously, Davis Mills being a rookie quarterback. Obviously, New England has a penchant, especially Bill Belichick, of confusing young quarterbacks, showing them exotic looks, Mm. things that they haven't seen before. Seeing ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) yeah see Darnold Sam uh actually Donald's doing really well right now so maybe those Mm -hmm. ghosts maybe he's exercised the demons down in Carolina um but uh all kidding aside uh Belichick has had a uh, um a penchant for being able to confuse young quarterbacks so at this point is there a lot of concern with the Texans right now that that could end up being the same thing are there weapons on that offense that can help Davis Mills be able to maybe conquer some of those fears? Maybe a guy like Brandon Cooks, who we know very well up here from his time in New England, uh, one of the more targeted receivers in the league. Uh, Is that the key or is, like John said earlier, is the key to Houston's success being able to put pressure on Mac Jones, especially with a guy like Whitney Merciless, who can get after the quarterback against a very porous offensive line?
1: I think so, man. I think defensively is where Houston will win. Listen, so we started that game against Buffalo. Offensively got the ball first, didn't do a good job, but then we come back and Lonnie Johnson gets an interception and put Houston in perfect field position. I think they ended up uh, right before the 10-yard line. Didn't score. Needed seven against the Buffalo Bills. Didn't score at all. But, but see, those are the type of opportunities that Houston has to create on Sunday. I don't think Houston has the offense right now to – Create and win on long drives. I feel like Houston has an office that can, between your forty on down, then you'll be able to score. So I think field position is important for them, and that's going to call for defense to create turnovers, get stops when you need to, mm-hmm. and special teams to come into play. Give us some good, uh, give, give us some good returns, Andre Roberts, who has been very disappointing this year on punt returns on special teams. Give us something so we can shorten that field for Davis Mills. The extension of your question about any offensive weapons outside of Brandon Cooks, the fans are not confident. The media isn't confident in everything that we've been sold during the off offseason, right? We Phil Brown had a very big uh, game one against the uh, not Buffalo Bills against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's been virtually non-existent since. Jordan Aikens, who's a very good tight end, receiving tight end, he's been non-existent. Getting your running backs involved in the passing game, that hasn't been working out as well. So outside of Cooks, no, we're not confident in anybody else to create plays. Not at all. He is the number one guy. We had Nico Collins, but he's on IR. He won't be playing Saturday. I mean, sorry, Sunday. Danny and Mandola status is up in the air. I don't believe he'll play if he does. How effective will he be? Not sure. Mm -hmm. Defense will be the key to this game in order to give Houston any shot beating you guys.
2: Absolutely. Completely agreed. And you know what? I really think it is going to come down to the defenses in this game. And uh, gentlemen, I we think we've arrived at that point. Um, if you're comfortable, uh, maybe we can give our listeners here some uh, some game predictions. Uh, Cody, I'll start with you. Uh, what are you looking for in this game? Your key to action and what's going to be the outcome?
0: Hmm. Talking about a key, John hit the nail right on the coffin. It's going to come down to the defense. A little bit more so on whether or not the Houston Texans defensive line can exploit a weakened offensive line for you guys, Um, especially with a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. But at the end of the day, this Texans offense, as John just said, the only person that we can actually trust, is brandon cooks but we cannot trust the guy whose job it is to get brandon cooks the ball and that is davis mills and speaking of davis mills by the way I, I am interested to see what type of adjustments he's going to make to his game because he had a terrible game on sunday it ended up being the worst start from uh, houston texans starting quarterback in franchise history and on yesterday David Cully did mention that he actually had an opportunity to talk to Davis Mills and say, look, if your read isn't there, do not be afraid to throw the ball away. And he does seems like a lot of times he's trying to make something out of nothing. And that is when he starts throwing those interceptions. I believe he had like four against the Buffalo Bills. But at the end of the day, I'm not confident in Davis Mills. You can't rely on the run game. The secondary is—it could be good one play, then it could be the worst secondary. You see, um, two plays later, two two series later. So, with all that being said, plus I'm starting to believe in Mac Jones. I think I'm going to go Patriots seventeen, Houston Texans seven.
1: John, what say you? <laughs> I think for me, the matchup that I'm looking forward to the most, and I think Houston has an opportunity to dominate viewers. Come on, Texas fans, let's give something. Are the DN positions and Roy Lopez interior? He's been he's been he's been dominated interior right now. But I'm looking at Jacob Martin, I'm looking at Jonathan Gunnar and Whitney Merchless, our DNs to really be able to get after uh Mac Jones, right? And I think if you do that, he's still a rookie quarterback with different coverages. That should play in the favor of Houston. Shorten that field, like I mentioned. And then let's come on. Let's, let's stay our blocking assignments. Let's get to that second level. Let's not whiff on blocks, tight ends, uh, Jordan Akers and Phil Browns. Let's not whiff on those blocks. We should get a hand on somebody. It's getting, it's getting disgusting out there. Overall, I think this is a game where I'm confident for the first time in a while, I will pick Houston 21-18. What?
2: Interesting.
0: very oh, cool.
1: surprised I think and I also think <laughs> I did not Mac see Jones, that Mike <laughs> I I listen this is the last straw for me though but <laughs> I do I do I right now I trust Lovey Smith to create those turnovers and shorten that field if that doesn't happen I don't think Houston has a chance but I think Mac Jones at least gives us one two turnovers on Sunday
2: Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, Mac Jones is not necessarily a turnover machine, but that offensive line and the porousness of it right now and the uncertainty of it right now certainly concerns me. And to me, that's the key. If that offensive line is somewhat healthy and they can come in, get stops and improve the run and the pass protection, I like the Patriots' chances in this one. If they don't do that, like John said, Levy Smith is capable of forcing quarterbacks to turn the ball over, and that could very easily happen is a good quarterback. He's shown a lot of promise, but he's a rookie, and he will make mistakes if he continues to be hit as hard and pressured as hard as other teams have been able to do it. I think this is going to be a close game. I think this is going to be a more of a defensive slugfest, like both of you gentlemen have said. I'm going to go with my heart in this one, and I'm going to go with the Patriots, but I think if they pull this one out, it's only going to be by a field goal. I like the Pats in this one, at 17-14 on Sunday. 17-14. 17-14, 21-18.
1: And Cody, you have 17-7.
2: Okay. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me here today on Locked On Crossover Thursday. And listeners of Locked On Patriots and of Locked On Texans, thank you all for joining us here today on this crossover episode. The Houston Texans and the New England Patriots set to do battle Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, NRG Stadium, Houston Texans that's and the Texans, always a lot of fun when these two teams hook up, and it's always a lot of fun when I get to share the microphone with you great gentlemen. Thank you so much. He is Cody Davis. He is John Hickman. Locked on Texans. Fans of Locked on Patriots, guys out. They put on a phenomenal show each and every day, free and available on all platforms, as well as YouTube. And, of course, Texans fans, I would appreciate the kind listen on Locked on Patriots. Again, free and available on all platforms. Thank you, gentlemen. Stay safe and well. Have a great day. And everyone, enjoy the game on Sunday. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.